WVYC's Perspectives is a weekly look at the people and programs that make up the York College community. This program looks at the issues that impact our college environment. This week's host is Jeffrey Schiffman. Welcome to WVYC's Perspectives, and today we are joined by Zach Campbell. Zach is a junior history major and a professional writing minor here at York College. And uh, in addition, uh, Zach is familiar with being behind the microphone. He also does a show at WVYC on Saturdays from 4 until 6 with Jessica Schick. Uh, But Zach uh, is not here to talk about that, although we could talk about that if he wants to. Um, What we're here to talk about is a study abroad program, the global citizenship thing that you just did uh, recently here Mm -hmm. at York College. First of all, thank you for joining us. and, and. Kind of tell us about what exactly uh, it was, and and maybe the process too, because it was kind of yeah. an exclusive group that went over uh, to uh, uh, Europe. Uh, so why don't you explain it? Of course. So it became uh, right around August. I got a email from one of my professors. Actually, it was one of the uh, supervisors that went on the trip, uh, Professor K. McAdams, and I got an email from her saying, "Zach, you have to apply for this. It's right up your alley. Please apply right now." So of course I got it, I went to the application, applied, and three months later I get a notification around November stating that I was selected to be one of five students that were gonna be uh, sent abroad to a European country. At that time we didn't know what country we were going to, it was actually going to be a mystery. Oh, so wow. I know it was quite a nerve wracking waiting to see like where <laughs> we were gonna go. The only clue that we got was uh, you need to learn how to speak a foreign language, so okay. that narrows it down quite a bit. But uh, well, then you know it's not England. That's yeah, sure. that's, that's about I was, all. I was like, oh man, I hope it's not England. Uh, I had I thought potentially maybe Germany or uh, somewhere right around the Baltics. But eventually we went down. Uh, I met with the other four candidates that got chosen to go, and we had Dr. Fife and Anne Nagin, who is the uh, study abroad coordinator over in Campbell Hall, and they put a little uh, PowerPoint together that revealed where we were going. And eventually we found out that we were going to Poland, which is amazing because Poland played such a huge role in both uh, World War II and just the Polish culture and history. Uh, so we got all the documents that we needed to fill out, the rush to go and get the passport at the last <laughs> minute. And then the day eventually came, it was the day after uh, winter break, which was the 25th of February. Uh, came down to the uh, tennis courts, Dr. McAdams came, picked me up, and we drove over to Dellis Airport to take the long 12-hour, or I'm sorry, 10-hour flight to uh, Germany. Okay, uh, so going in, what did you know about Poland? Did you know a lot about Poland? I knew quite a bit. Uh, Professor McAdams, she teaches a couple classes, uh, Nazi Germany and the Holocaust, and Holocaust and film. Sure. And as you may know, Poland is a key player in the Holocaust. So I knew quite a bit about the Holocaust going into it, but the actual Polish culture, the Polish customs, and just the general area in uh, general was totally foreign to me. So it was definitely an amazing experience to go into knowing a little bit, but not knowing a whole lot. All right. So you guys were there for about a week. Uh, yep. uh, where did you start? What, what, I guess, what was your first impression when you got there? When I first got there, we flew into Warsaw. And when we were taking the drive from the Warsaw airport to our hotel to drop off our luggage and just looking at the town, it... The thing with Warsaw, it was completely destroyed during the Second World War. Right. So Nazi, mo- Nazis had invaded in '39 and mm-hmm. controlled it for what uh, all six um, years of the of the war, it, and and that was uh, a big uh, a big point for where the 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 battle was fought. It was, and then uh, Russia came in eventually and kicked the Germans right. out, and a lot of the buildings that were there were completely modern, uh, but it was almost like a Soviet style building, like Soviet um, communist style building structures. 
So Warsaw had a no architectural no architect. Well, any any architecture was absolutely huge. It, they never go small. They always double up. But uh, when it came towards the actual architecture and feel of the building, it had a very modern, very almost like a New York Times kind of okay. feel to towards where we were staying. So that was definitely a great impression compared to what Lublin and Krakow were like. Lublin and Krakow were almost like these old English cobblestone uh, style roads, amazing buildings on either side, very old style Renaissance kind of feel to it. We are talking with uh, Zach Campbell. Uh, he's a history major here at York College, junior. Uh, and he was also a part of the Study Abroad uh, Global Citizenship Program. And let, let's talk a little bit about that program a little mm-hmm. bit uh, and, and maybe... What attracted you to the idea, other than obviously you were going to study abroad, but what attracted you to to want to apply and, and, and be a part of it? Uh, <laughs> this is kind of a bleak subject, but uh, I love the Holocaust. I love the aspect of it, the nuances and the complicated issues that come with it. Uh, and just learning about the history of the 6 million Jews and the 5 million others. So it really does make that area more passionate for me. When I was given the opportunity to go to Poland, go to Auschwitz, Majdanek, prominent concentration and extermination camps, uh, it made it so much more realistic to see what I've been studying for almost two years now. So that was definitely something that intrigued me that I don't think any other opportunity could have to go to places that I've been learning about and studying about. Okay. All right. So so um, you said that the older cities, mm-hmm. um, the cities that actually survived the war, at least not survived <laughs> the war, but but uh, in the war were not destroyed. Yeah. What did what did you take away from seeing, you know, kind of that two different worlds within one country? Definitely the culture. I mean, when we were in Krakow and Lublin, everybody was, when you went outside to go and eat or if you went and walked up the cobblestones, people were sitting down near a cafe, drinking, eating, having a talk with either a loved one or a family member. In Warsaw, it was just bam, 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 bam. It, was, it had that New York-style feel. It was, it was a big city. It was a bustling city, and we were right near the gigantic center, so everything was right around near the roundabout, and everybody was coming in and out of the train station and constantly running it on the go. So just seeing those two different uh, differences, but also the how they sat down and talked to a loved one. I mean, there was no phones, no... Uh, exactly, that's, what I, that's one of the that's first things I That's interesting, yeah. That's something you don't see around the United States. No, anymore. they had their phone away, and they have three-course meals. They have they sit down with their family members and eat. Uh, they have a live concert playing on the side. So it's like that very personal but intimate feeling that you don't see a lot of the times here in the States. Okay, all right. So uh, you, you've, you've traveled around. What place, and, and I think I know probably know the answer to this, but what place had the biggest impact on you? Krakow. Okay. Definitely Krakow. Why, why Krakow? Because when we arrived in Krakow after the five and a half hour drive, which was definitely interesting, uh, just driving into Krakow itself and seeing the older cities, seeing it had that, um, like, you know how California has the tram stations going straight up the street? Mm, sure. And you have people walking on the other side and going up the uphill. That's kind of how it felt, but with the cobblestone uh, ground and the old Renaissance style buildings, it had that very sophisticated feel to it. But also the people there were so friendly, so nice. I mean, you talk to somebody and they you find out immediately that you're American. They want to know more. They want to know where you're from and uh, what your opinion is on this or what your opinion is on that. But also, uh, and relatively to how close they are to the Auschwitz uh, concentration camp, uh, going there really did highlight the point of um, the, end, the tail end of the trip near Krakow. It was definitely something that, if given the opportunity, I implore 
anybody that is in Poland that finds himself near Krakow to go to. What about the the, the camps? You you obviously said that you have an interest in in studying uh, the, the the outcome of the Holocaust and all that sort of stuff. What did the what did the going into the camps mean to you? I mean, I, that kind of puts it all it in does. perspective. Uh, in Holocaust and film, one of the movies that we watched portrayed Maidan and concentration camp. And during the movie, you hear uh, the certain actors remark about the wind. And when you actually go to the Maidanic concentration camp, it's set up into seven different fields. And each field has barracks on either side. And in the middle, there's the assembly ground. And when you're walking through the actual barracks and you're walking up the assembly ground, there's no really describable way to describe the wind. Like menacing is probably, for lack of a better word, what it is. You hear the wind chundling through the barracks, and it's just it sends chills down your spine. You know, even what seventy five, eighty years it, yeah. after, it, it, it's, still, it's still it just, still has that. It does, and when you walk through uh, in Auschwitz, there's a gate. You've probably seen it. it says Arban Machtrein. Its uh, work will set you free, and it's basically like a jab at many of the prisoners, saying work will set you free only if you die doing your work. That's your only escape. And when you're walking through those gates. And you see the long buildings and you see the uh, houses where they would have been stored or they would have been working or executed. It really does put everything into perspective because as soon as you walk through those gates, it's just it's you're walking on hollow ground, basically, because you you know, people in there gave their lives or people were uh, killed in there. And just knowing that you're going the same buildings where atrocities occurred really puts everything in perspective and puts chills down your spine. We're talking with Zach Campbell. He is a history major here at York College, uh, recently uh, back from a study abroad, a global citizenship program here through the college. Let me ask you one other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when you go to Poland, Poland also played a huge role in the fall of the uh, communist empire, the Soviets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you see evidence of that? Is that something that they kind of, yeah. I mean, in Poland, you know, Gdansk and uh, the shipyards and all that sort of stuff, the, the, the rise to freedom, uh, which happened in the, in the 80s and eventually led to the fall of the Berlin Wall and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. Do you, did you feel that when you were there uh, in yeah. Poland as well? Uh, more in Warsaw than anywhere else. Okay. Because like I said before, uh, in Warsaw, when you went in and certain areas of the city, you could feel that communist kind of style structure of the building. We went to a uh, park the first day that we got into Warsaw and we were touring around the park and a couple of the statues there are dedicated to Soviet war heroes, Soviet uh, mm. generals, Soviet leaders. Um, really no mention of the Polish resistance fighters or the Polish members that fought and the secret of war that went during the World War II. So you kind of feel as if the Polish people were stepped to the side and the Soviets pushed in their own heroes, leaders, and generals and gigantic statues. I mean, they're enormous. Now, uh, does did this whole experience make you want to go back? Oh, yes, definitely. Um, yeah, you guys were only there, what, for a week? A week. You'd at, like to spend a little more time. Definitely. There's so much more, especially with Warsaw, Krakow, and Lebanon. Like, there's so much that you could have gone to and you could have seen and... We only, I don't think we could have been a minute fraction of the city because it has these intricate alleyways, these intricate roads that lead all over the place. When we went to um, Krakow, when we toured the actual gigantic castle, you were all the way up at the top and you look over and there's a fire-breathing dragon down on the bottom, a statue of a fire-breathing dragon. And it's just, there's so many little spots and little uh, 
places that you go to and all these cities that make it so much more interesting. And I feel like if I was given a year or two, I would still want to go back. All right. Zach Campbell, who is a junior history and uh, professional writing major here at York College, uh, just back from uh, spending time in Poland as part of the global citizenship here at York College. Thank you for joining us. We really appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Have a good day. WVYC Perspectives is a production of the staff of WVYC. York College of Pennsylvania owns and operates WVYC, and any and all content is solely the property of York College. Jeffrey Schiffman serves as the executive producer of WVYC Perspectives. WVYC Perspectives can be heard Monday and Friday morning at 10 a.m. on 88.1 FM. Downloads of the WVYC Perspectives podcast are available at the WVYC Podbean site, wvyc.podbean.com. Join us next week for another edition of WVYC Perspectives.